When game days demand more, drink prepped. The game changer born from groundbreaking research by Yale and Flinders Universities. Not just another sports drink, prepped elite hydration is your ultimate recovery strategy in a bottle. Prepped. Shop online at preppedhydration.com.au. Winning edge investments, start betting like a professional. Chances are you're about to lose. This man, I would imagine, would be a little bit nervous. I had a chat to Kieran May yesterday. I said, Kieran, King, Colorado. Before his preparation and before the Winks, did you think that the Caulfield Guineas would be a better race for him than the Golden Rose? And then I asked him, do you think now after the Winks that the, the Golden Rose can be a race that he can definitely win? And without hesitation, he said, yes, we can be winning this Golden Rose tomorrow. And the man who's a part owner is Dean Evans, and he joins us now. Good day, Dean. Good day, Gareth. How are you? Good morning. Do you share Kieran's... Um, beliefs as well that that maybe at the start of his preparation that you thought the Caulfield Guineas was his best race, but after watching him, watching him in the Winks, it could be the Golden Rose that could be his his Group 1 race earlier on in the season. Yeah, certainly after a two-year-old season, the Caulfield Guineas seemed like the right race for him. I, I thought a 1,400, you know, Golden Rose Group 1, that'd be a bit too nippy for him. Um, I talked to David Eustace you know, while he was still spelling and, and he sort of shared the same view, thought the, the, the Caulfield Guineas was the right race. I think it was $26 early on in the Golden Rose. And even then I still thought, oh, it's probably a fair price, but it's not, uh, um, it's nothing special. But yeah, it's just the, the fields come up really, really even. It's probably, it's probably about six winning chances and um, it's certainly not a race that you can be easily confident in, but he's in the mix, you know, he's, he's one of those six, I think. I've heard they've watered the track a bit, which will help them. And then it's actually started raining here, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but it's been raining this morning. So just that little bit of juicy over the track, I think, will help those horses that are maybe a bit more milers rather than 1,400-meter horses as well. Um, it might take the sting out. So you know, there's no sort of on-post bias or that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a really fair race. And um, it's going to be a technical affair. But, uh, but you know, he's in the mix. So we, we had the weekend preview team yesterday on the show, and they wanted to tip your horse. I think Mickey Gannon did tip King Colorado, but he just wanted to work out the map and whether maybe three wide would cover is the place to be in a, in a Golden Rose. But we saw Jackano last year come down the centre of the track. How do you think this this track will play? Yeah, the rail's out two metres. It's usually in the true for this race. So, um, you know, it, it, the further the rail goes out at Rose Hill, the more I get concerned in terms of rail's bias. But I think the, the way they've watered the track, it should play fair. Uh, the Golden Rose is is an interesting race the, the the last sort of 10 years, only Bivouac and in the Congo have sort of led or sat outside the lead and won. All other winners have settled between fifth and, and 14th. Um, and the additions with 13 runners or more, which is sort of like this race, a bit of a bigger field. The winners have been first, sixth, 10th, 11th, 13th and 14th in settling. So they can certainly come from well back. Um, in the last 12 years, Barry's one to six of its six of the winners and Barry's eight to 16 of its six of the winners. So, it's it's the type of race where you know you know it's a group one race for the Colts. Um, the, the speed goes on even when you don't think it's going to, and even when the speed's slow um, and been sort of below par on my analysis, the winners have still been able to come from from well back. So you know I think it's it's definitely a below average speed predicted here. It's as slow as my sort of database goes. You got yeah. Moravia pushing the lead and Butch Cassidy going forward, but. Um, but you know, there's there's definitely the risk that they're, they're not going to go super quick. And then you've sort of got Charmstone, Don Corleone, Cylinder, King Colorado, Snapback. I think they're all going to be jostling for positions 
forward of the midfield. Um, and you've got Shinzo probably going to drop back from the gate with NCAP and, and probably Nadal, General Salute, and militarise up the back. So and I think there's going to be a lot of speed. I think I think with King Colorado, you know, I'd, I'd probably be happiest if he was one off the fence and, and three pairs back, sort of about sixth in midfield. Um, I think I think that would be the ideal spot. Um, but you know, I'm I'm never keen on free wide, even with cover at Rose Hill. Yeah. I think um, it's very difficult to win, and it's particularly big races when you're wide. So, for me, I just want him to be at least you know one off the fence and, and with a bit of cover. So the market says militarizes into six fifty now. Shinzo's had some backing five fifty. I just think, as you pointed out there, that there's with Libertad coming out now, there's just no pace in this year's Golden Rose, and I think Cylinder mm. is going to have the the best spot in running, and he's got the best turn of foot. So he's at four twenty. King Colorado at seven dollars, end cap at ten dollars, and then Charmstone at six dollars. Who wins this race in your eyes, Dean? Yeah, look into you know the historical profiling last twelve years: eight winners second up, ten winners of a fourteen day break, eleven winners colt. The Phillies have a really ordinary record in this race. Nine of the last twelve winners won a black tight race as a two year old. Um, and then Jack and I, I think, ran third. And but you know, Group One is a two-year-old. Um, the other interesting pointer is, um, you know, prize money earnings of 200k plus, career wins of two to four. So it's sort of those classy horses that win. On the profile, and the, the winning chances are the first four um, in handicap order: Militarized, Shinzo, Cylinder, King Colorado. You know, they're the class horses. Three of them are Group One winners, um, and 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 Cylinders obviously. Uh, an impressive type who's, who's won a couple of group twos. Um, it, it's it, yeah, it's going to be a real it's going to be a real tactical affair. I think um, I'm a bit biased with King Colorado, but I like the fact that his first up run was in the winks. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of sort of three year olds that come run against those older horses and then really jump out of the ground. In fact, when they come with three year olds, like you know, home affairs around the Everest, down the track, then you know, bolted into in the Coolmore. So I think um, you know that's that's a good form line, and um, I, I sort of I'm, I'm potting the uh, the run to the rose form a bit, um, Gareth. I just yeah. I thought they went they went pretty slow um, in all of their sectionals there. You know, Sunshine in Paris, um, just that race rated way way above uh, the run to the rose, and even in caps, Ming Dynasty actually rated you know sort of five point six lengths above par, whereas the run to rose ran sort of one point nine lengths below par overall. And they just sort of ran in a clump. You need know, horses like Moravia, Butch Cassidy that will close up, and and so I just I think the different form line to the the run to the rose is sort of what I'm looking for. I think cylinder maps perfectly, but I'm just not convinced that the horse is is flying as much as it was as a two year old, and I'm also not convinced that fourteen hundred is um, you know as preferable to him as, as eleven and twelve hundred is. So. Um, you know, I think the, the two Waller horses are the question marks. Shinzo's had a bit of a funny prep coming into this first up to trial well, but then hasn't hasn't trialed since that for six weeks. So it's a really strange prep for him. I think militarized is a really big danger, and that little bit of rain um, has really enhanced my confidence. You know, he bolted into in the size produce, bolted into in the champagne. Was good first up in the run to the rose. Um, he, he maps back, but I think that that can be okay. Although he's going to be stuck sort of along the fence. Um, Blinker's first time you know, I, I don't really know if that's going to be a positive but uh, he's in the mix I think Nadal's a really good cult he might be more of a course within his type 2 but I think he's really underrated and I'm surprised the price he is because I, I thought of the, the run to the rose that sort of fired the little finish in a clump he was the most impressive of them and you got Charmstone who's a horse that we've talked about a lot um, I think I've tipped you know, both her wins as prep 
um, with you, and she's absolutely flying, but just fillies have such a, an ordinary record in the race. Um, and she's sort of a horse that seems to like a bit of space, and she's sort of clammed up and won. So it's just, it's one of those races where it's hard to really nail one. Um, for me, I think the best value is probably King Colorado, Nadal, and, and Militarise. Okay, I don't want to put you on the spot here. First up record in a Golden Rose like Shinzo's trying to do? Do many horses win first up? No, uh, no, never. Yep. I, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's not many that's tried. Um, yep. But, uh, but uh, there was actually a horse, um, David Van Dyke's or Yankee Rose, yes. that ran first up and did run second. So, um, and she was a filly. So, uh, so you know, it's, it's definitely not impossible. Um, I think... Uh, the thing I'm not sure about Shinzo is, really, is whether they really wanted to do this first up or whether it had a little bit of a setback. Um, and, and I've heard mixed reports about that. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. We had Chris Waller on the show a few weeks ago and he said that they just wanted to, they didn't want to give him three runs heading into the Everest. They wanted to keep mm. him sharp enough in a way. So they decided to try with the group one and then drop him back to the 1200. That was a similar formula I think they did with Yes, Yes, Yes. For success, so he's he's gone back to that type of profile. I think they did run. I think they did run. Yes, yes, yes. Though, in the run to the rose. Oh, did they? The, okay. Yeah, they did. So yeah. that's why I thought it was interesting yeah. that he went away from that formula. But um, but anyway, it's I'll not like he doesn't out. know what he's doing. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll send my. I got a couple of spies at the World Camp. I'll see what I can find out for you, Dino. Now let's have a look at the Underwood Stakes, the Group One at Caulfield. I love how they're backing up Alligator Blood at three fifty. I think that. I don't know if there's a, a big group one. This is a group one, but one of the, the feature group ones over the spring for him. But there's a group one like an Underwood Stakes for him on the back up here, I think. 350. Tuvalu's been supported down to $7. Without a fight's first up, Sam Friedman told us yesterday on the Stable Mail that he can win first up. There's no doubt about that. But he's got bigger grand finals. He'll go to the Turnbull after this. And then they'll make the decision whether they go to the Cox Plate or the Caulfield Cup. Right, you are at $19. Solcom at $8. If he sprints like he did the other day, is it a big price? But that's the big question. Linderman at $8.50. And then Attrition, who was unlucky, you would imagine, or you could you could say there in the Fiends at $8. Who wins this year's Underwood Stakes here, Dean? Yeah, interesting race. Again, you know, I always look at the history first. Uh, last 12 years, seven winners second up, five winners third up, uh, four winners of a 14-day break and seven winners of a 21-day break. Um, four-year-olds have won five and then five to nine-year-olds have won seven but the four-year-olds have a good record in this race uh, 11 geldings or entires and one mare uh, probably the most interesting um, piece about this race is in the last 10 years the winner's been no worse than fifth on the turn um, so you know this is that sort of race that stepping stone to the Cox Plate and Caulfield Cup you have a lot of horses here that um, you know this is this is a bit of a, a um, you know a fitness run as they prepare for, for bigger fish down the line. So so often those horses they can sit on pace um, are pretty hard to beat. Um, but the interesting thing is that there's a lot of speed here. You know, my, my, my map's got a pretty quick speed, alligator blood, obviously going to push forward and lead. I think Lindemann will be right there sitting uh, right behind him. Tuvalu will push forward um, and probably sit outside alligator blood, I'd say. you got Smoking Romans and right you are, they'll be handy and probably bound to clear as well. So... Uh, there's a bit of speed, but but for sure I want to be on those horses that that are on the speed. Given that um, you know in the last ten years the winners come from no further back than fifth, that leads us to you know the horse you spoke about Alabama Blood, five-time Group One winner. Um, you know he was good in the Menzi, only beaten less than a length, and then second in the Macaulay Diva. That's by far and away the strongest form 
for this in the sense of, you know, an 1800 Group 1. So um, there's no doubt that Alligator Blood is very much the, the one to beat. Um, also beyond speed that I think is really, you know, underrated is Lindemann. Um, you know, he pulled up Coffin first up on the wings. He put a line through that. He was fourth in the challenge. He'd been length and a half. But that was sort of like a first up run, I think, for him. Um, and, you know, uh, think it over around third down and, you know, won the million dollar race last week. Um, you know, he won the Rose Hill Guinea's last prep, I think. The fact that Hugh Bowman is coming back from, you know, Hong Kong, he's riding a lot of winners in Hong Kong. Um, and the fact that he's coming over just, you know, to ride this horse, I think it's a really, really positive pointer. I think, um, you know, uh, the horse really looked like it was flying in its trials. I thought it was going to have a big prep, and then obviously something went wrong in the winks when it was coughing. I just think that Lindemann's going really well, and, um, you know, I can see Alligator Bud and Lindemann basically going neck to neck and, and really fighting this out. Um, I think Right You Are is a, a big price. He's just sort of a consistent galloper. He's from the Right Yard. The master able maps really well. He keeps improving. He beat, you know, some pretty good horses last prep, even though that weren't big class races. He actually go through some of the horses he beat. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're handy types. And he, I just get the impression he's sort of like what Smoking Romans was sort of last year for the master table. He just was a consistent horse improving and then suddenly came out and won a group one. So I think Right You Are is... Uh, got some hope to the lose sort of consistent and on speed. So I think he's in the race. And the one I'm probably most interested in watching from the long term is Duke de So I think, uh, again, he's from the master, but he's a really impressive Ento and such a good race in the Doncaster, his first run in Australia. He was pretty, you know, solid first up in the men's. He's going to appreciate the 1800. Um, you know, I think we've spoken about him for, for the Caulfield Cup. I think he's a good futures bet. But, you know, I think if, if for some reason they, they, they tear each other up up front and there's a sweeper, I reckon he could be the surprise runner. All right, then. So you get $61, Duke de Sessa. Kiramar made Duke de Sessa the best out of their three runners there in the Underwood Stakes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's a good push there, I think. $61. Mm. What are we getting the place, Duke de Sessa? $12 the drum. Linderman at $8.50. And then, of course, Alligator Blood is at the top of the market there at three fifty. For the SEN followers or listeners, you can jump aboard the winningedgeinvestments.com website and you head to the membership page, you type in SEN, and you get a 50% um, off um, subscriptions uh, from Winning Edge Investment. Is this right, Dino, for the rest of your life? That's it. That's it. First membership, sign up, and it's a yep. 50%, 50% discount uh, ongoing. And, um, yeah, it's been fantastic having so many of your listeners join, and, um, and the feedback we've been getting is what's been most pleasing. So they're enjoying themselves. So, Dino, and there's so many different options you can choose as well. I've got a lot of people get in contact with me and they go, like, if you're just starting off, what would you recommend if you're a thoroughbred fan? Because you yeah, have the trial look, service and the, the different metro tracks as well. Yeah, look, you know, I've, I've got a couple of services. I've got a trials by service that focuses on, you know, runners from the trial. We've got another new service they call Unleash that, um, you know, that's a really big Big bets when I'm, I'm, I'm sort of really, really keen on one, and that's sort of one or two bets a week. Um, we've got a mailman who's sort of an insider. He's got deep connections in the racing industry. He's been going, you know, incredibly well. Uh, you know, we've got services where you can, you know, if you like to bet fixed odds early in the morning, then you can do that. If you like to sort of sit back and, you know, bet on, you know, best of the best or one of those products, um, we've got services that fit that. Um, and then we've got services that sort of bet on, you know, bet their SP and, uh, that sort of thing as well. So we've really got a wide mix. So I think the best thing is to to hop on the website, go to the um, you know membership options page, read up all about them, and then you know feel free to click the contact us button and, and ask the team, and the, the team will be happy to, to to chat with you and explain all the options too, and uh, in terms of what your personal preferences are.
Sensational, mate. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Gareth. The thoroughbred racing in the NT is bigger, with races across Alice Springs and Darwin all year round with 74 big meetings. Thoroughbred Racing NT. Be a part of it. trnt.org.au. You win some, you lose more.